So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 mixologist. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing with Moni. I am your host, Moni. I hope you know that by now. <laughs> I'm very excited, of course, to be back yet another week. It's going to be a good time. I did not plan on being here and being active for the final for the week of the thanksgiving feels very final of 2020 and i'm just trying to get it over with but i'm doing my best to bring the people things that they want that they need so this is a little pre-recorded stuff so if things have happened in the ether um yeah i will get to that as soon as i get back i will be talking Potomac in double fold the week after Housewives or the week after Thanksgiving. So for this week, this Thanksgiving week, I'm talking Housewives of Salt Lake City episode three. And I did this with um, Oh No Bravo. We were able to see the episode early on Twitter or the Bravo app when they did a teaser. So if you didn't see it early and you saw it during regular time, then this is for you, girl. This is for you. This is for us, for the people who waited, for those who are not on the Patreon who did see it early. This is also for you. 
Like I said, this was released on the Patreon early for those who did see it. And now it's here for you as well, for those who didn't or who are not on the Patreon. And though I am, this is a pre-recorded episode, um, Patreon content actually will be live the week of Thanksgiving. So if you are looking for a little something extra spicy, you're welcome to come on on and join me over there. I am going to be talking Bachelorette. I am going to be talking Hot Topics. And so, and then I'll be doing Houses of Orange County season four, episode three, when I get back. Um, from a little holiday travel with myself um, because staying safe, staying distant, not hooking up with a lot of people, but do love some turkey. So with that being said, let's get into the fun stuff and all the things we have planned for today. After I recap Housewives of Salt Lake City episode three with Ono Bravo, and it is a really good recap, y'all. It really is. We really got into it because this episode was crazy. Oh, honey, we have a season ahead of us. Um, so it's really great recap. But after that, I will be sitting down with Anthony Lario and Morgan Lamada from the Shit Show podcast. They have a brand new podcast. Um, Anthony is formerly the host of Tony's Tea Corner, which is a very successful housewife like therapy podcast basically where he provided a safe space for housewives and for bravo people he was really really great at that and now he's really really great at this and he and his bff morgan lamada are getting together each week and talking about shit shows that they have happened in their lives it's one of those things that and i equated to like it's like an inside joke that we want to be a part of and that they let you feel invited into it doesn't feel like you needed to have a lot of background history on them you could really just join on in and they, it comes from them also interviewing a lot of guests and people that we do know like you know kate casey from um her famous podcast uh, reality life with kate casey margaret Joseph from new jersey nikki blonsky from uh, hello <laughs> hello baltimore hairspray the best they have a lot of great guests who you know some you don't in between them you might even hear me on there very soon but either way lots of great things happening because they're talking to real people about their shit shows so you kind of want to invest and then you think about the things that happen in your life and maybe it's not as bad as it seems or if it is girl someone else's is worse or they're just like you or we're all in the same boat and 2020 sucks or remember those other times when something else sucks and that's a really fun thing it's a fun concept a, a nice break from trash reality television that we love and so do they so of course i had to ask them a couple things about reality tv and we talk a little bit about that as well it's a really good interview trust me you don't want to miss it it's you're going to actually want to listen to their show afterwards because I wanted to have them on my show because I was listening to their show in the shower one day with nothing else to do, need some background noise. And I dropped the phone. I texted him so quickly, like, I need to have you on the show. Their energy is spectacular together. They literally are in each other's brains, but it makes you feel like you, it's like watching a tennis match, but you like want to watch it. Like you don't know how to play, but you like, okay, I want to watch. And that looks really cool. And I want to be a part of that. But they do a tennis match and like both of them drop the racket, roll over on the floor and like the net falls and they're like laughing their asses off. That's what it feels like. I get them to tell an amazing story <laughs> about a flat tire gone wrong and why Anthony should not be left to his own devices to tell stories on the internet. Anyways, you can tell I was really excited about this interview. I really, I don't do it often, but I like this one and I think you will too. So there we go. 
Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Hope you're taking care of each other and we're being smart and we're really looking out for each other because Mahani's tired of being in the house. So let's try to do our best to look out for each other. Stay safe. Keep others safe. And if you need a little, you know, walk with your cousins, a Thanksgiving walk with the cousins, you know what that means, then this is for you. I hope you have a nice little walk and talk and podcast listen. If you need to tune out everybody in your kitchen, your family, the in-laws, you're like, I can't hear you. Taps ear, like, can't hear, sorry, ear pods in. This is for you. Whatever you need, honey, hopefully this is going to meet you where you need it. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you had a fun time with SLC. Glad I didn't have to leave you hanging. And let's talk that and uh, talk to Anthony and Morgan. And yeah, talk to you guys as soon as I get back and we'll get back into Double Potomac, back at SLC, and hopefully maybe a Dallas trailer would have dropped by then. Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right. Y'all take care of yourselves. All that and so much more. If you're looking again for extra content during this time, feel free to join me on the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash mixing with Monty. There's always, there's like over like 12 to 20 episodes by now up there. So whatever you need, whatever tickles your fancy, again, I got it for you because I got you. Take care of yourselves. Let's have fun. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Mixing with Monty, and I am here with Oh No Bravo. If you listened to the last episode, you know that the, you're, you're listening to episode three, either via the Patreon, or you waited a week to get the good stuff when the episode came out, but I would not have been able to wait, and that's why I have Oh No Bravo on here today, because I watched the third episode, and I was like, oh no, I need to talk about this immediately. Oh no, Bravo. Must talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait either. I saw that they released it on the app and I was like, yep, I need immediate gratification. I will be watching this tonight. And I'm so glad I yes. did. Yes. Literally, I was like, do you think you could squeeze one more in? I'm so sorry. And she was like, okay, you, look, I'm booked and busy. I'll do my best. <laughs> She's so gracious. She did it. And she was like, okay, I'm starting. And she was like, wait, hold up. This is live text and I was like this is gonna be a great episode because it was a report because she's like this is wow dark okay I'm loving this I think I love Mary like what's going on a lot of emotions and that's why we love SLC already they're giving me so much to yeah. work with so much and I feel like I my allegiance changes every episode like I'm glad I watched this episode before we recorded even talking about mm -hmm. episode two because my my reactions to the women were like completely different after episode three yeah totally i <laughs> very good point because heather in episode two we talked about in my last episode she gave me resentful vibes of like why, why would you take your dad back with they're super judgy she was a little resentful to, to whitney she was like why would you do that like i don't understand like she seemed a little cautious of Whitney being like, I think I'm going to take my dad back to the Mormon church to get a little bit of support, some help, some love. He wants it. He's been thinking about it. And I support him and whatever he does, just getting some love. And mm -hmm. Heather's like, are you sure? Like, that doesn't, I don't know. And that's when Whitney famous is like, I would take him even to Mary's church, which we'll get to in a second. She's like, I'll do it anywhere my dad feels loved. 
Now we know in episode three that Heather's resentment comes from the fact that she's like, well, why does her daddy get to go back? And he was an addiction person. And my husband left me. Why am I out? Mm-hmm. Like she wants to be back in the church. And she said legitimately, it makes sense to have a marriage that you don't have love. He don't want you. If it means you can keep your family together and basically not be kicked out of the Mormon church. Were you like, what the fuck? Because I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? I I really like Heather. I find her very sweet and endearing. I think we're definitely mm-hmm. like jumping in at the start of her journey. Like I'm excited to see where it's going to lead us. Cause she's cause even like with her tagline, it definitely has to do with her old life. Like she's talking mm-hmm. about the pioneer past. Like I I've said this before, but like, I don't think she realizes that she is interesting just herself in this moment today i think she's very obsessed with like her ancestors and that she married into mormon royalty and it's like no like you are the package we're watching for you we don't give a shit about that girl you have a successful business first of all Mm -hmm. you have five pregnant employees but you also have five employees like this is a great deal you have a small business you're doing very well she's they're all pregnant she's able to actually even throw up a shower for these women, there's like a little family she's cultivated. Mm-hmm. Then she, Jen in these damn shoes getting out in the snow and she's like there, but she does, I think Jen looks great in the scene, but she mm-hmm. gives Heather a lot of advice and she's like, all of Heather's friends are there like, you are still so bent out of shape over this divorce. He left her after 11 years of marriage. She said there's a famous prophet, don't remember his name, not important to me right now, who a Mormon prophet who said, there's no work a woman does outside of the home that will be equal to the work she does inside of the home. And I was like, no, that's not it. (laughs) Um, How you raise your family, how you keep your husband happy. I mean, yes, how you raise your kids does really matter because they're going to go out and be adults and stuff and you want to make sure they're not trash. Sure, Mm -hmm. do understand that. But also the example that you lead outside of the home can also raise your kids, teach your kids. Like there's Mm -hmm. lots that can impact who you are as an individual. Um, Heather's husband left her after 11 years. She says she's never been in love and that she should have stayed married to him. Oh, I know. Okay. No. No. He said no. 100,000% or something. Like, they were like, would you have still stayed married if he, if it, and she's like, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. This was ripped, the, the rug was ripped from under me. How much of that do you think is truly like she doesn't want her life to be uprooted? How much of that do you think she just doesn't want the Mormon church? She wants, she never wanted to really leave the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. And how much of that is that she didn't want to leave the lifestyle because she kind of assimilated into the top tier. Because if Lisa Barlow's telling us in episode one that the Mormons believe if you do all these things right, you'll have wealth and success and status, she had the top level of it. Mm-hmm. So adjacent, pioneer this and then husband and marriage that. And then she like, like, fell to the bottom so how much of it is like a little bit of saving face and a lot of it like I don't want to be expelled from my entire family yeah that's a good question I feel like she has a lot of internalized like I think she definitely abides and believes the teachings of the Mormon church as far as like the gender norms and what's going Mm -hmm. on and and you know she talked about like the marriage roles so I think she believes all of that and I think because it wasn't her choice it's even worse for her because she still believes in those tenets but she's no longer living that life and I just hope like I get the impression she does not know her worth yet and she doesn't know what she's deserving of and so for her to think that she's deserving 
beginning of this marriage that she straight up says there was not love in is just so sad. And I really do hope that we get to see her journey as she is like, in her, as her tagline says, like blazing a new trail for herself that I would love to see her dating and falling in love yes. and like, and seeing herself in this new chapter of her life, like really enjoying herself and, and getting what she deserves. Cause she seems like a very sweet person. Yes, and I wish she would realize that it means that if all of this is the case and he had left you, it was never you, honey. Mm -hmm. If you weren't in love, it wasn't your fault that you lost it. You didn't do anything by your family if you didn't choose to leave. He right. just told her he didn't want to be married to her anymore. And I just love that he's probably not kicked out of the church. That's cute. That's real cute. That's mm -hmm. real cute. So, and she's like raising Mormon daughters. So like they get to be in it and she's like outside of it. And I kind of get that. That seems to be a lot, right? unlike Meredith who is like oh I'm living my best life in this house by myself her daughter comes home in her best I'm gonna be on camera dress because I'm like what is this dress honey it is very and Meredith is in a suit every time we see her she's in a suit like a full-on pantsuit and I'm like okay even to this party like they will talk about in a second she's in a full-on pantsuit bell bottom 70s not the 20s we were just talking about Great Gatsby, and this is very, this is a 20s party. Is that where I got that? From? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe. Circles Maybe. circles. That's so funny. Jen is doing the high kicks, and Meredith's son, well, first of all, I've never had a sleepover where we have, like, a specific athletic activity that we do that <laughs> is, like, significant to the agenda of the slumber party. Never mm -hmm. have had that happen. So we're going to have cocktails and stay up and do high kicks. High kicks. <laughs> Brooks well, was unamused. Brooks was unamused. And this is where I'm like, careful there, Brooks. Careful. Because mm -hmm. I think he is he has the potential to be the breakout star. I think obviously season or episode one and two, he had an, an amazing reaction from the online community. But we want him to be our Greek chorus. We want him to be the snarky person that is saying our thoughts out loud. And I have to imagine that he has watched Bravo before. So surely he should know. He should have watched Beverly Hills and knows that it never ends well when you are accusing a woman of flashing her pretty little puss. Yes, very true. I think maybe he was like, I just didn't want to see it. And that's why he was so averse to it. But I was also like, the reaction that the kids gave was so severe and I was like are you okay like I, I Meredith did say she's Jewish you also said that the friend of Lisa the influencer she was like she's the only Mormon of the cast and that means that even Lisa's not so that does lead me to believe that Meredith definitely isn't but are the kids because they seem to be very rigid in that regard and he Brooks even says I don't want that around her daughter Claire is that her name I think it's Claire like I don't want that around Claire and I'm like okay stepdaddy brother like what it's a vagina like yeah I under I could understand him I would have preferred this is what I wanted out of Brooks I would prefer a snarky I would I want him to get a talking head love that he has a talking head gives me OG franchise vibes yes, of the kids of the kids speaking up I would love a quick cutaway to him looking at the camera in his best like monotone voice just being like ew and yes. then that's like all that would have been hilarious it would have given us that same thing that oh my god she just shot like flashed her vagina gross like why what are you doing yeah but then we're not having him like starting a housewives fight it gives me the same vibe as when husbands try to jump into the mix and it never ends well like like pk said you can you shouldn't chase him up the tree or whatever that convoluted thing he told um big mm -hmm. dick aaron but like 
just <laughs> I just don't like that he's like inserting himself so quickly into it and also taking money out of his mom's pocket because now his mom isn't going to go to the sleepover and that's a scene that she's yeah missing. right and he said no to the sleepover so you know you need to be here with your daughter mm-hmm. and Jen was a little upset about that unrightfully um I agree with you everything about Brooks but Jen is like she will take anything to the next level honey yes um then we get some, so we're learning a lot about Mary. And this is when I realized that I don't hate her. I didn't hate her last episode. Episode said that she was funny. This episode, among there's a lot of depth there. It's very clear that she was influenced young to do this marriage mm-hmm. thing. She didn't feel like she had much of a choice. Her family was split, but they weren't against it because it was wrong. They were against it because the mother wanted it. Now that got me, because to me, you marrying your stepdaddy is a lot. Is is even we're like another level of that. We're we're in the we're in the trenches. We were already like, uh, mm-mm. oh no, we were Vicky Gumbos and gagging over <laughs> the stepdaddy thing. Mm-hmm. But she's so young; they don't have the same relationship. I mean, she had a first granddad and then a second one. And okay, yes, but your mom marrying her mom's husband is an issue. A n i s s. You eat and issue. I said, we need to stop it. Then she goes, my mom wanted him for her. Excuse me? Yes. What? Back what? that up. She didn't say she wanted the church just for her. She said, my mom wanted to marry him. I said, whoa. Why did he get left all this money and power, first of all? Yeah. There are some so, rumors swirling around about this. There are some money. rumors. Not good ones. Mm-mm. I mean, obviously, we're, we're already in the bag, but. Yeah, there are some rumors. I, for me, this, her explaining, her getting the solo confessional, because I found it interesting that Bravo gave us that joint confessional together of them explaining their situation. And then her being by herself gave me so much. It was so, so I have to admit, I have been making the jokes online. I've been calling her Grand Mary. Like I have been doing the things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue doing that because for me, it's a laugh so you don't cry type of situation because there is such. She wants to cry. There is such a darkness here and there is such an ick factor. And like, it is giving me cult vibes where she, she has clearly been through so much immense trauma that she is like working through and that she is like this quirky out of touch person because of what she's been through in her life. And Mm -hmm. I, there is just so much to unpack there. Yeah. And and I did the same thing. I got a little Stockholm, like a little bit of Stockholm because she kept saying that she's so blessed and she's like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I get you think you're blessed because you got the beautiful big house, you got the money, the church, but you were groomed. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, we talk about, like, the whole Brandy being groomed. This is why I didn't like that information of yeah. that word being used so loosely on Beverly Hills. Yes. Because you then have a situation with Mary where she looks like she is about to cry tears of joy that she made it to a level and a status that she did for what she was told to do. She got married at 22 to a man who was at very minimum two times the amount of age she was. Minimum. And her talking about how she pretended to be on her period for two weeks so she didn't have to sleep with him was like such a fucking dark, tragic, like you really have to- to get my body ready for this. And she was like, and she said she had to get ready. She had to get herself ready for this and have to- and I'm like no and like the fact that and she's like the the grooming didn't just take place from this man it also the mom the grandmother because the grandmother is like 
you need to do this. And she left it to her and not her daughter. So that means it's now a strained relationship with the mother and Mary. So that now means yes. that the only person now Mary has left is this man. Did you watch the new Perry Mason on Netflix? The new? No. Okay. So I don't, if anybody's listening that watched it, I was in and out of it. Dr. Bald was like religiously watching it. No pun intended, but there's this, <laughs> like, there's this like prophet, like, um, young woman who is like the speaker of the church. And it gave me such Mary vibes that basically she's like a pawn to her mother and she has been chosen to be like, you know, God is speaking through her and all of this. And it, it's just like so dark that mm -hmm. she was like handpicked to carry on the church and that she didn't ask for this life. Like she didn't she want did this life, and but now that she has it, she's, yeah. It's a very wild ride. And I'm not here to shame anyone's religion. I do. I, my cousin and my aunt are holiness. That's what it's called when you're in the Pentecostal church. You And let me tell you this, you will never see Mary's calves and you'll never see her shoulders. I promise you that because they don't. So they don't I have a question. Is Pentecostal, is it a form of being Mormon or it's separate? It's not. It's a form of being Christian. Okay. So though people do believe because Mormons do believe in Jesus Christ that it's like a thing, but it's very separate. Okay. Pentecostal is a very a, it's an extreme version of Christianity. Okay. They take it, it's a it's it's a denomination of Christianity. Okay. You take it to a le another level of it's not just in what we believe; it's also in what we practice, and we also must uphold New Testament promises, but Old Testament faith. Like we need to, the way that it's like, it's almost as if like for as long as the Old Testament was like, you know, written and how big it is, they knew and they held out for God and we can't ignore that. Whereas like non-denominational and a lot of like, even some Baptists, but a lot of like newer age Christians, like I, I was raised non-denominational, focus solely on the New Testament. Mm -hmm. It's like all about Jesus. It's all about that was then when God was mad and angry. This is now when God gives us Jesus and like, we're like, yay. So <laughs> now we all got salvation. We're all equal and we can just believe it and do what we want. And um, obviously there's people who still like, you know, have other beliefs and stuff and they back it up with the, you know, the, their, their version interpretation of the Bible, but holiness in Pentecost people believe that it's also about how they represent, not just God, but the church, how they okay. represent their pastor, how they represent their ministry. Like they are dedicated and devoted to their pastor, to like, it's it's very intense and, and mary has said or allegedly her congregation even a pastor because that's that don't happen that often is right. a woman pentecostal pastor but i mean her grandmother gave it right to her, so. well her her congregation allegedly is now saying that mary claims that like god she not that she is god but god is in her and that that's the reason why her skin has gotten lighter and her nose has gotten smaller is that it's god's light shining through her yeah. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. I've also heard allegedly that the grandfather, stepdaddy, stepgranddaddy, allegedly, according to some deep Reddit users, I fucking love y'all and the dedication you put into this, but they were, he like had like the family and the church like pray, allegedly all pray and just He's like, we're just asking God for an answer. And y'all don't even know what the question is yet, but I know he's going to give us an answer. Then everybody pray. And so what did God tell you? And everyone's like, well, God said yes, because you train your brain to think and psychology would have you believe that, especially in religion, if you have a faith and a belief system, 
if you are going to God for something. You would believe that if we're asking him to give us an answer to something that we need to be doing or not doing, he will tell us probably the affirmative. And they're like, okay, so yes, you've asked me to pray for if, we need to, if we're going to do this or not, which means it's part of my journey, which means I'm going to say yes. And so mm-hmm. everyone said yes. And the yes was, so God told me that I need to marry Mary. And I uh-huh. just, I couldn't get my mind around it. But y'all helped me see that this is what God wants me to do. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing God right. And y'all have now helped me facilitate God's will. And I'm like, wow, the manipulation. This is wild. wild. It is wild. To be honest, I'm just glad he's not the pastor. I'm not going to lie. Because I would be very much more concerned about the community and the congregation. Mm-hmm. Like, Mary getting using the church's money for Chanel and plastic surgery and using her grandmama's money in the house and everything and inheriting all this stuff. It is not great. I do not love it. I do not love that she had to sleep with this man to do this. Mm-hmm. And, but she got a son out of it. Yay to the son. She loves the son. Wants the son to get away from the girlfriend. Got it. But I do feel that that is not super off par for misappropriation of church funds by preacher. We're looking <laughs> at you, Jamal Bryant. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so because this man her husband seems a lot more dangerous to me mainly because even as mary is getting older and she's able to talk about it stuff something to me still seems very traumatic there something to me still yes. seems like she thinks that because she has made it to this level that whatever happened was either worth it or a part of the plan and i'm like no that's actually not how that works yeah it is so troubling i honestly would love if she could use this platform to get away from all that or at least empower herself to... that house though that house mm-hmm. is nice but no we don't condone but it is a nice house <laughs> like, well god gave it to them god gave yeah. her the the lighter yeah, skin and the smaller nose and that big ass house so ask believe receive thank yes. you god and i mean it's been told many uh, again allegedly that she like left the church for weeks and they couldn't find them is because she was getting her body redone and she was using the church's funds and they were like, oh, it was the older glands. Oh, she was very seriously in the hospital. She's in the hospital for 30 days, which maybe it does maybe bring her back to a troubling time or it takes 30 days for the nose to settle. I don't know. I have so many follow-up questions about those odor glands, but I'll leave that for it's another day. It's great that we're only on episode three because we're all so confused. Every episode, I'm like, I'm going to find out so much more. And then I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And I leave yeah. with more questions than I have answers to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, of course, we're at uh, Heather's baby shower for all five of the women. And it's so interesting because she wants back into the life so bad, but she wants to also warn these women, it isn't what it's cracked up to be. Be safe. Like five women at the same time being pregnant bless your heart yeah and them all being in white taking those pictures together it was very like uh, it was like the um what's that very mormon because it was very mormon like everything like not even just like the people because that is a thing but also like they dress in white like every a lot of white happens yeah it's very like um the departure that show Mm -hmm. that um that they're all it just it was very 
it was very interesting to me, but I did like, mm-hmm. like Heather is a type of boss I would like to have. Like I find her yeah. very endearing, yes. very sweet. I find her advice good, you know, as a mom. Yeah. You go in with expectations and then the next day you're literally cleaning up shit from the floor. Your toddler is making eye contact with you as they just pee down their yeah. leg. Cause they say fuck potty training. So <laughs> I like, I totally love when we get that real life motherhood of like, okay, yes. it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be the best thing you ever do, but also it's going to be a disaster you're also not all going to be utah mommy bloggers right okay like that's not going <laughs> to happen i mean shout out to utah for being known for something and for so many polarizing things yeah one religion dominates your entire state that's epic mm-hmm. one professional field of being an influencer dominates your entire like state that's epic one crazy idea of marriage concept of polygamy other swinging other things is totally something that you would drop in a conversation would it be gossip about yes but it is not so abnormal that you're like wait i'm sorry what like anywhere else and that is it, your whole state it, like epic it is no, so epic live life I'm terrified <laughs> to go, but also very intrigued. Would love to fly over, maybe, and just be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's Utah." Cool. Like, I mean, I, I dig that she did that for the for her her employees, and it's a really great boss. Many bosses would not do that. Another reason why I say Heather, shout out to yourself because you did this. You did a great right. job. So yeah. you you built this for yourself, and this is when Jen decides that she needs to tell everybody they need to pick a side they need to vote specifically because meredith went with whitney to mary's church where she was just trying to you know she was invited and mary is inviting she's doing outreach the dad loved it whitney's like i'm going to go anywhere my daddy is safe and comfortable and then loved he loved the music the vibe everything and jen's like okay so get it fine your dad but meredith you're my friend and it's like this is an ensemble cast and you, she didn't insult Meredith's aunt. She only insulted yours. Yeah, Everybody didn't think your aunt. She insulted you and said, you smell like hospital. <laughs> Which you she's did. You were at the family. hospital. You smelled like hospital. You're not, so yeah. she's not talking about your family. She's talking about you. Well, she didn't say, oh, I mean, she did in a confessional. But we don't know that yet. Right. At the time, we didn't know. Yeah, I, so of course, what Mary said in her confessional is like unforgivable. It's horrible. It's awful. But at the same time, this is an example I'm talking about with Jen, where I feel like she's kind of playing a part. She's playing pretend. She's showing us what she thinks we want to see as a housewife. And even her getting so elevated at that baby shower, it didn't need to be like that. And maybe coming to this party. Right. And and maybe that is, maybe that is Jen. Maybe she just is extra like that. But for me, it's kind of like, okay, are you always like this? Or is this what you've decided your housewife character is going to be? It's very Lisa Rinna to me. Like, it's very like, are you playing the part or is this you? Making something happen and produce Mm -hmm. like, girl, but not even focused on that. And she's really trying to make this rivalry happen. And we didn't ask for it yet. Mm -hmm. You're only in episode three. We don't need you to have a rival yet. Right. We want to like everybody. We just want to know. We don't want you to ostracize anyone yet. We are waiting mm-hmm. to see who it should be. And then we'll all take a vote. So don't mm-hmm. ask them to take a vote. Mary's like, girl, I'm just trying to get in where I fit in. I want to be in every scene. Y'all want <laughs> to yeah. go film at that church? I'm going to. <laughs> yes. Y'all at the baby shower? I'm there. Mm-hmm. You want me, her to throw me a birthday party where it's nothing about me at all? <laughs> Fine. Like, whatever I need. my peacock outfit. Okay, so... 
and I love it. I, I just love it. I just am so grateful. I'm so thrilled to be learning these new women, learning about these new things. We have really barely scratched the surface. Um, I don't, I want to preface that I don't think Mary's church necessarily and how they conduct things is the best example of what Pentecostal and holiness mm -hmm. is. Though it is, my mom, this is not good. My mom used to call them spooky Christians because she was so scared when she was a kid of my aunt, of her aunt. It's my great aunt, but she was so yeah. afraid of her because like, she like the dead of summer and the, the clothes is very choice. It's, it's, it's all about what they believe and that's totally fine up to you to do that. But I don't think, I just want to preface and say, I don't think Mary's congregation is the best example how she runs her church because it mm -hmm. seems that people are in, invested and they do think that they're doing things for the Lord. They do really believe that. And so I would just caution Mary and other, you know, spiritual leaders like Jamal Bryan, we're still looking mm -hmm. at you. We never stop looking at you. Mm -hmm. Take care of people's money and their time and their energy because they're investing it, thinking that they're contributing to the kingdom of God, their life, their future, their afterlife, they're very deeply concerned about it. So do not exploit that. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe mm -hmm. in it, fine. Don't judge. Don't be a Lisa Barlow. Um, let Lisa Barlow say Lisa Barlow. Okay. And oh in the meantime, God. any final thoughts? I mean, my only thing is that I'm really desperate. I'm going to try a diet, a 44 ounce diet Coke, easy ice with lemon at a gas station. I don't know I if they have lemon. At gas stations, but yes. I'm gonna try it. I love Lisa. I love her confessionals. She, for me, is being the breakaway star of confessionals thus far Fair. after season or episode three. Her saying, "They, I brought the decadence. They brought the depression. I mean, what perfection to the, to the 1920s party? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> really great party, though. By the way, mm -hmm. I liked it. I thought Jen did the most. She had mm -hmm. a train carrier." At a party that wasn't hers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. Meredith didn't get it at all. She was full on 70s. I was like, girl, did you even Google? But <laughs> at Google, this is simply 20s. She thought it was a 2020 party. She literally showed up just in her regular her wear. Regular. She was like, okay, so my normal signature pantsuit with flair. <laughs> and a little, she was like, I'm wearing 20s jewelry. I'm like, okay, but that did, we didn't know that. Like, mm -hmm. okay. You thought it was 2020s, not 90s. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. We would no one would want to celebrate 2020. But okay, girl. Um yeah. yeah, I'm I'm loving it. And and that's, that's all I have for the people. I mean, watch. Mm -hmm. Those numbers up. I mean, we're safe for a second season, but it doesn't mean we need to be slacking people. Watch. Mm -hmm. You have nothing else to watch. You're gonna be mad about another franchise. So you might as well watch one where we can all just kind of judge it and make it what we want, you know? Amen. Yeah. Please, please tell people where they can find you, listen to you, all the great things coming to the people from you. Yeah. So you can follow me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I go live on Fridays and Sundays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening to this on the Patreon, because you could not wait, my episode about Salt Lake City with Dr. Bald will be out later this week. If you're listening to it on the main feed, then it's already out on my Patreon. Go over there because we talked for so long and he had so many hot takes. He is Love fully that. 
fully invested. He oh, is yes. loving these women and he has so many hot takes. So head over there and listen to that. It's really fun. Um, thank you okay. for having me on, Moni. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, y'all, you know, you can listen. I already have hot topics up for on the Patreon, patreon.com slash mixing with Moni. I already have episode six of The Bachelorette um, up there as well. Season four of OC Rewatch episode two is up now too. I'm booked and busy, honey. This is going to be on the Patreon first, then it's going to be on the main feed if you're listening to it there. But if you don't want to miss out, obviously join me over there as well. Um, Those kind of contents are going to be found every single month. And so that and so much more. Uh, Ono Bravo's on there a few times so you can get more of us, you know, doing absolutely nothing but talking about everything (laughs) um, as well. And of course, you can follow me on all the things for more information. If you want to just make sure you want to invest and you want to just love me a little bit more, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay home, take care of yourselves and other people through the holiday season. And yeah, if you are loving things, let me know nicely. Um, For free, you can leave a little review, five stars, all those things. Um, If you don't love it, I highly suggest you go listen to someone you do love and leave them a nice review. So have a great day, people. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. All right, guys, as promised, I am back with the host from the newest hilarious comedy meets real life meets just literally the new BFFs in your head and in your ears. The podcast is from the Authentic Podcast Network. It is called Shit Show, but it is far from that, though that is what is marketed for you to believe that it is. But I am here with the hosts who are BFFs in real life. They are great podcast co-hosts together, and you're going to love them. You already know Anthony Lario. He's been on my show before, but he is joined by his new co-host and BFF Morgan LaMotta. And we are, I'm just so happy that you guys are here because this is, this is a long time coming. But I mean, shit show. What a great year to roll that out. So <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so much for coming on and bringing the shit show to the mixer. Oh my God. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. Yeah. And you're right. Actually, that's the first time that I think Anthony and I have heard that intro of it being, you know, released at such an opportune time. This year really has been a shit show. Well, you know, it is a shit show of a year, but I mean, I always find comedy and like morbidity. And I was like, there's just so much shit going on. It's like, how can you not provide some catharsis to yourself and just laugh at some of this crazy shit mm-hmm. i mean that's the mm-hmm. way to do it that's the best way to get through i mean i've had to laugh um to keep from crying most days um to keep <sighs> from drinking others sometimes laughing through the drinks and the cries. Yeah, laughing through the yeah. drinks <laughs> <laughs> and the tears i mean it's been a wild wild ride and for y'all to you know catch us at the tail end and say like let's have a little fun with it let's be funny with it let's you know, kind of remind each other that we are actually all in this together, contrary yeah. to popular belief. Exactly. Um, no. I really love that, 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 that frame of the show is, you know, it's you guys, it's your experiences, but it's also talking to other people about their shit show experiences and what things that have like made them, even these people that we know or like and respect, what makes them human, what, hum- what humbles us all. We all have those very humbling moments. Right. And I think that's such a fun concept tell me what the process was to get us 
to this place. Like, what are we like hanging out, drinking champagne at a brunch? And we're like, you know what we should do? Have a podcast about a shit show. Like what oh happened? My God. <laughs> it's such a funny story. Um, I remember it so vividly because it was, it was like the day after I had got, after I had left my job. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, not work. I'm going to focus on studying. Cause I was taking the GMAT and Anthony and I were on the phone, just, you know, chatting, talking, spending time together remotely. Cause that's, you know, what we've been mm-hmm. doing. And, um, he then conferenced in a, this guy, Andrew, who we went to high school with and Andrew and Anthony have like a good, a good relationship. And Andrew actually is like a freelance producer mm-hmm. and he heard Anthony and I talking and, um, I think he or Anthony were the ones that brought up having a show. And then when we were talking about like, you know, perspective concepts and like what it would be called, um, we finally came up with like the shit show and like the premise around it basically just being like, if you're not going through a shit show, like you're, you're lying. And how can we also learn from that and grow and evolve? Um, And then Andrew, he was a good uh, champion for us because he then pitched the idea to authentic network and they they picked us up yeah it's been cool because i feel like we uh well morgan and i have had some projects come to us before and they've just kind of never gone through into like full fruition and so it just seems like a good time to do something like this because you know stuff isn't really filming and um radio it's hard to to do something on Sirius right right now. And so it's like, we can do this on our own time. We have a schedule that comes out once a week. And, you know, people I think had always looked at me and Morgan through our Instagram stories and been like, right. oh my God, what'd you guys get in a fight about that time? Cause we like fight sometimes. And it's like, how can you bring that format of just like exposing all this craziness and then the crazy people we run into in like a show format. So we have guests like, you know, people that you guys already know like Margaret Josephs or mm-hmm. like Francis Ellis from Barstool or we just had Nikki Blonsky who played Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. So oh, we exciting. know who Nikki Blonsky. I know she's iconic, right? <laughs> I mean, hello, <laughs> good morning, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's funny how they come on and they're like, you know, people think that it's all glitz and glam with these people. And of course we see on their perspective TV shows or interviews, like the nitty gritty, but they really get down to the nitty gritty. And oftentimes you leave the episode being like, okay, I feel a little bit better about some of my own shit now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I feel grateful that, you know, yeah, a lot of these people are public figures, so they don't necessarily always get to choose what is seen or what's said about them. But I think with this podcast, they feel a certain sort of trust to open up and let those walls down, which is been really really wonderful to see um and kind of shocking anthony i don't know if you agree but it's like shocking um that they come to us as armchair experts we like to say and they just break down those walls and tell us these stories and it's it's brave and it's also just like a sense of vulnerability which is awesome i i I love that i think this story is such a genuine it's an authentic um way to kind of Thank you. Um, It's an authentic way to kind of come about and to really start something. I think that's what makes people connect with things so much more. I I mean, as someone who has followed, of course, Anthony, your social media for so long, because we've, you know, known each other through the internet for so long. um, It's always felt like y'all's relationship was like an inside joke that you, that was still inviting 
that you still kind of wanted uh-huh. to be a part of. You were like, oh, that's funny. I don't know if I get it, but then I like want to get it. But then like, the more you follow it, the more you kind of get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like you feel connected to the people. I mean, as much as you can be. And that's kind of the fun thing about, um, you know, digital creators and stuff who have personalities <laughs> because there are so <laughs> many you know influencers and whatnot god love them they look great in pictures but you don't know what to look you can cut like you would hang out with them and right yeah, and you're they, not influenced by them yes, if they don't have a like, personality you okay great you gotta swipe up and you told me to buy some juice but th- do i want to drink the juice with you if i want to drink the juice with you i might not buy the juice you think about that, like <laughs> yeah well, exactly yeah. no that's that's so great that you're saying that because i think too um how it started was very organic anthony and i we just sat down and started chatting like it really is um like a scope into like what our phone conversations are and Mm -hmm. i like i like to i mean anthony i think you would agree that we like to kind of propose it as like a coffee like sit down talk where you guys we want people to feel like they're in the room with us and it's not like an elitist like oh my god like it's us like yeah we'd be so lucky i'm I'm having coffee right now and i'm sitting down (laughs) it is a very very casual forum so i'm happy that, that people that people can uh relate well it to can it. be elitist if somebody's like 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 that's what me and morgan wanted to like avoid because you find so often that podcast hosts especially and influencers are like elitist when it comes it's like well you should are i'm you know anthony and i'm morgan you should already expect to know this it's like we went into it expecting you know nothing about us and telling mm-hmm. the stories from like us meeting the very first day or like to- when we realized we trust each other to like our drunk fights yeah to certain milestones like first heartbreak losing your virginity like like all this stuff that you you don't uh you don't see on somebody's instagram page right it's the it's behind that because you know it's not cute to post when you cry on instagram that's not like you know likability that's not in the algorithms or anything like that but it is very real and you do i mean we have to constantly remind ourselves that the people we love i mean anthony you know we watch the bravo we're deep in the bravo liberties and all that shit and we talk about it all the time and then the the reminder that they're human sometimes is such a slap in the face to wake the fuck up because you're like oh shit this person votes they they marry they have kids oh my god they're procreating like you're you're reminded very quickly that the people that you love hate or in the middle if you're unsure about them or whatever that they're still real humans and they have real connections with people and they have real lives that we know nothing about and i think totally that's really exciting is that it's not just another like every bravo liberty on or off the network has a podcast it feels like and that's great they you do. get to follow people that you love but it how rare is it that we get to just kind of invest in a duo and kind of make it whatever we want it to be and feel like i love to, i think people what i've seen the success of my own podcast is that people like to be a part of the movement they like mm-hmm. to get in on the ground floor you know to feel like they were a part of it and the authenticity of you all's friendship i think that as the podcast grows and it is it blows up which inevitably it will it already has to me but <laughs> as it blows up people will be like oh my god i'm just so happy to see them make it they're so cute i love them like they feel a part of it they feel like they're invested Aww. in it. like you know it's so great <laughs> to be here and now we're all friends and i think that it's going to also normalize the shit show and it normalizes the parts in your life that you're like oh shit Mm-hmm. it's okay that that happened like it's okay that you know it happened and, and you'll be upset but it'll be a funny story that you may tell to your best friend on a podcast in a few years you never know <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. And it's all about mental health awareness too, because so often these, these things happen to us. And even if it's something as simple as like, you know, the other day, Morgan and I were recording and we don't really ever have a set of things to talk about. It just kind of happens. And I was like, for some reason, woke up that morning, so unbelievably upset that I wasn't on Broadway. We were thinking about dreams that we had a little, and I was just like, oh my God, what a small loss but such a big heartbreak mm-hmm. and I was like I you know when you're little it's all you want to do and then things happen in life and 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 you get a job and you go to school and you meet these people and then oh okay I I'm gonna stay home for this amount of time or maybe I'll move here for this amount of time and then at the end of the day these dreams that were taught in kindergarten first grade follow your dreams mm-hmm. they don't come to fruition really sometimes and We'll muse on stuff like that. And it's really good, I think, because it's things that you don't think about a lot, but might affect how you navigate through life. And so once we hit that button for you, maybe it can help other people to compartmentalize their mental health about things that they might not even know that they're sad about. Exactly. Or concepts that, you know, they probably have let marinate in their mind and to let them know that they're, they're not alone in thinking this way. I mean, I know for me and for a lot of people too, who have reached out to both of us, like it's been very cathartic. So people are, um, and again, not meaning to like pat ourselves on the back, but it's just been really enlightening to pat. see. <laughs> it's just been pat, really, pat, we pat over here. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. It's just, it's been like very enlightening to see, um, how relatable and, um, how open people are being. And personally for me, it's been very cathartic, um, because I don't usually, express always like how I'm feeling, but this platform for whatever reason and doing it with my best friend, I feel a lot more open um, and a lot more like vulnerable. So Love it's that. an, uh, it's, it was uncomfy at first, but I, I think I'm getting there. <laughs> I would never have guessed it. I mean, I listened to your first episode together. I was in my shower. I'm one of those people who has to listen now to podcasts all the fucking time. Like I, it, yeah. and it's never on the stuff that I talk about on purpose because I totally. feel like I don't ever want to feel like I'm stealing it from someone or anything like that, or it's been influenced and I don't know where I got it from. So I listen to a bunch of other shit from a bunch of other people, but I have to have it on in the background at all times. It helps my ADD and I'm in the shower because I can't just do that by myself. I must bring in a list of people into the shower with me and into this cleaning process. So I'm listening in the shower and I got... I dropped the phone the same night and it was great because it's wet and then that became a shit show. It was in the rice. I was trying to upgrade it. And I dropped it because I was texting Anthony. I was like, so when are you coming on? Because this is great. (laughs) And I really want to, like, I really want to highlight this. And I really want, it was so funny. The chemistry is so there. And I think that's something that's very rare. Um, So many podcasts, they try it with the two hosts and if y'all are not friends before, honey, it's like our favorite housewives cast when they're not friends before. We can yeah. tell and we and don't it doesn't like work. that. The chemistry is very bad. It is not good. Right. But right. it's y'all played off each other so well. The the stories were so funny, so genuine. And it kind of also makes you feel a little nostalgic of like those moments with your best friends and your friends that are like, oh shit, I hope no one ever sees this. Thank God we're not on TV. Thank God no one has like footage of this. This is the most (laughs) insane and embarrassing thing. No one's going to believe me. It's something that you would just talk about in your living room when you're all hanging out like way past bedtime. And you're like, do you remember that time when? And it feels fun to be able to start that same 
process over with other people. So you guys have had some guests on there already. Um, I have kept up. Do you have, we're going to get shady. Do you have a favorite so far? And do you have a dream guest? Oh, Morgan, you go ahead. My favorite. I don't like to play favorites. We're playing. I, think, I do. So I'll go the, first yeah, if say, you we're want. Being those, we're being those parents. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. I think uh, I was, I was most Sup- not surprised, but I was pleasantly enlightened by Nikki yesterday um, okay. because, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. And she was someone that I feel like I've known for years. And then a dream guest, I go like back and forth, but I think Whitney Cummings. <laughs> oh, wow. She's yeah. hilarious. And she's from, yeah. my, she's from my, my home city. So I, I, I love her. She's um, yeah. very funny. She's the kind of comedy She's from D.C. and she's from the very elite part of D.C., honey. Like, oh. very elite. But she's the kind of comedy that I most equate with the D.C. area. It's very serious and, and smart. It's very smart mm-hmm. funny. And I feel smart listening to her. And, like, when she laughs, right. I feel like, oh, I didn't just fall for the vapid joke. Because I fall right, for those right, a lot, too. So. <laughs> yeah, me, too. Trust me. Anthony, I would say yeah, that my, uh, um, well, obviously, each of them are in some ways yes, really great. I, I thought that... Um, what was interesting was, you know, there's this, the bar stool culture is like very, very toxic and Ooh, um, yeah, really bad. And, and, uh, but you know, and it obviously has its key demographic, but Francis Ellis was on bar stool and he got fired. Um, and so if you're getting fired from Barstool, you must have done something like really, really bad because yeah. that's problematic. True. Very they true. do not try to, they don't really care to fire. I mean, I followed that entire call her daddy scandal. And I mean, it was yeah. like, they did everything they could to not fire anybody. And I'm oh, like, totally. really? Okay. Yeah. You're like, but that's so I was point. surprised. I was surprised because there's so many worse things that have happened on Barstool. So for Francis to get fired for what he did, I was shocked. Um, because it was really honestly a mistake. He was writing a conversation piece based off his, his, his blog on Barstool was satire. And it was, this young girl went missing. And what was happening was her friends were tracking her through her Instagram story, but not telling people where she was. Mm-hmm. So Francis wrote like a satire piece on like, huh, like, how about these dangers of social media that like her girlfriends are like seeing where she is, but they're not telling the police. They're not telling anybody. Well, little did he know when he released the article, the girl was dead Mm -hmm. and she was found dead by the police. And so it was totally, you know, out of touch and bad and he got fired. And so he took us through this process of like Mm -hmm. this getting canceled essentially. And it was really powerful to hear they canceled him, and I and I kept being like, Francis, there's so many more cancelable people. The over president there. <laughs> of the network, honey, what? Who just unfollowed both me and Morgan on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, Dave. I mean, to be honest, don't consider that loss. That's a yeah, ding. No. <laughs> yeah, that's no. Yeah, that's a ding. And people see that, and they're like, um, he follows you. It's almost like an assumption of like, what are you with? Like, yeah, that's yeah. Not- like what does he want? Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you something. It's not the best um, company to keep. Well, especially so. recently, he's like wilding out on his Instagram, Dave. And I'm like, geez, I don't, I don't want yeah, any of no, what you're having. That is a shit. Like he is a <laughs> shit show. Like he is like an open shit show. The things that have been like, you know, it's 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 kind of wild because it's such a it's just such a mind fuck. Like I 
do remember like when everything BLM, you know, started happening this summer, like the, the call her daddy's started like the podcast was like saying emphatically the black lives matter like a thousand times. And I was like, you might want to tell that to your boss. To your boss. I don't think he yeah. knows. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's unaware and um, he's in the dark. You might want to explain it to him what you're talking about. Right. Let's make sure he's subscribing yeah. to call her daddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's cold. updated the queue? Right. Well, when somebody says that, because he always so emphatically says, I don't get political. I don't get political. But the things that he does bring up, it's like, okay, so we know where you stand. Like, and we obviously his, know where you stand. The people he's interviewed, I, I think there's been some, some choices. Like, some choices have been made. So I'm It's like, a weird network because, like, one yeah. second they'll have, like, Miley Cyrus that's, like, free the nipple, free hippie. And then, like, in the same breath, they'll have somebody else that you're like, what? what's going on over there? And I listen to their gay podcast out and about. It's really good. Um, just like kind of like call her daddy like goes there with some issues and prevalent things but it's just like it seems disjointed as a whole but Francis on the show really you got to see who he was and what his value system was I'm instantly on his side now like I mean automatically he works at bro bible now which is inherently less problematic not as famous as barstool but um, and he's a stand-up comedian so he was a great guest and I think my dream guest Oh, this is so difficult. I mean, really, really dream. Like, if we're really going to go there. Yeah, let's go Obviously, there. like, alternate universe. We need Britney, Britney Spears on this podcast because <laughs> well, she, yeah. I mean, she. The only thing standing in your way is her dad. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just put it out there now that as yeah. soon as she is released from this conservatorship. She'll be on the shit show. She'll be on the, shit show. Be. <laughs> yeah, be on yeah, the yeah. shit show and talk about what a shit show this was. I don't yeah. even know if I know what to say to her. Well, well, I think I'd be able to break now. down her walls. I, I feel like it's very- I think Anthony I, could too. I, I really think do. I could break down her walls for sure. I mean, but yeah, like Morgan said, Nikki Blonsky was a great guest. So you know, Amani, and for everybody listening, if you got, um, I think by the time this is released, Nikki's episode will also be released. Um, you got to listen because Nikki tells this amazing grounding story. She's 17 years old. She gets picked to be Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. Bless John Travolta is playing her mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Queen Latifah is sitting right next to her. Like, yeah. oh my God. And, and at that time, and still, we're still having to work toward it, there aren't a lot of roles for people who look like Nikki. And there are just, there was no room in the industry. So she's like, Okay, so now Hairspray's over. I'm on Entertainment Tonight. I'm getting offers from Dancing with the Stars. This, 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 this. Where are the roles? The roles aren't coming in. The next right. thing she does, she was a bit part on, um, you know, oh, what's that show? Ugly Betty. And then Smash. And then she gets offered the show that she's on from ABC Family called Huge. She's like, what? She's like, these are the only roles. Mm-hmm. Next thing she knows, she's out of work. She has to be a barista at Starbucks mm-hmm. where she is getting bullied by her coworkers who are playing Good Morning Baltimore on the loudspeaker. It's, it's like the most oh. grounding thing ever. Right. It was like a total 180. And I think um, what Anthony and I took away from it was just like how focused and how grounded, like Anthony said, like how she was so grounded through all of these different shifts and all these different waves that she was going through. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I don't know how she stayed so focused through yeah, all that. Yeah, that made me want to shot immediately. And it wasn't <laughs> even my experience. And I'm just like, oh, honey, pass the tequila. And let me get say, a little what's your, shot of, what's your shot of choice, tequila? Oh, it's tequila. Tequila, yeah. 
tequila. Yeah, you love tequila. Yeah. I love tequila. I was very happy that Lisa Barlow from the House of Salt Lake City sent me her tequila. Uh, oh, she did? Yeah, oh she my did. God, and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever been getting. Like, this is what <laughs> I made it to. I was like, I don't need anything else. Of all the things that I've been sent, I've loved everything. I've been grateful. But when you send me tequila, I was like... I don't really know what to do here. I mean, but you also miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I was in the the Bravo like premiere party virtually with with the cast and um, Jen Shaw from the show and Heather Gay from the show. They were drunk and happy and having a great time off of Lisa's tequila. So when she commented on my photo that I posted, like I had a great time. I love meeting ladies. They were beautiful. She was like, oh, it's so great. Oh, it's going to be a great season. I was like, I can't wait to try your tequila. It's going to be delicious <laughs> with this season. And she's in me like, we need to send you some. Like, here's my address. Here it oh, is right how now. Nice. Send it. And nice. it came the day the election results came in. Uh, Ooh, oh yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't I was drink the entire week because I was like, well, I don't know what to drink yet. I don't know what to drink. I don't know. Yeah, what to champagne drink. or tequila. Do, what, is, what am I drinking? And then the, the day they came out, I was like, well, now I can't drink. Let me tell you something. After one shot, I was drunk in a Whole Foods for about an hour. <laughs> That's hysterical. Very good tequila. But yeah, that is my <laughs> shot of choice. My cocktail of choice is a vodka soda with lime juice, a lot of lime juice because it's very, very good to the calories. It's mm-hmm. good on the hips, girls. It's that's, good on the hips. <laughs> that's what that's what all the the lovely um, white sorority girls in college told me. I went to a very big white party school, and when I would go out with them to the bars and the pubs, they were like, "What you need to do? You're on a diet. Say no more." She'll take a vodka soda with lots of lime juice, and I'm uh, like, "This is delicious." And <laughs> it was like, like seventy five calories. Yeah, calorie oh. conscious. Yes. I was psychotic in college. I used to get vodka waters to see it calories. I it was remember like, you did it, Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> oh, Morgan, you My. used to get the vodka waters. I would be like, Ugh. Yeah, Anthony was like, I'm what are you doing? But speaking of cocktails, Anthony actually makes a very mean uh, espresso martini. <laughs> I need to try. I love an espresso martini. Amani, I don't know if you want these espresso martinis. It was circa 2019. <laughs> no, it. it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Morgan time. and I decided we're going to have a party at Morgan's apartment, okay? In Boston. It's St. Patrick's Day. All the Irish patriots are coming out to play. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm making everybody espresso martinis. Well, you know, like piling in like this is pre-COVID. So it was like five people and then it was 10 and then it was like 20 and then it was 25. And my uh, recipe was two (laughs) tablespoons of instant coffee, a lot of almond milk and like three parts vodka. You shake it up, (gasps) add some sweetener to it if you want, splendor sugar. It went down like chocolate milk, but even easier. When I tell you, Imani, we blacked out that night. Me and Morgan didn't know what we were wearing. Oh, yeah, we didn't know. Our, we, were, we had no idea what we were wearing. We had to, like, go back into the archives to find out. To find oh, out. my God. We were dancing on the walls. That was the same night I got, we got kicked out of that bar because I projectile vomited on the wall. Bless their hearts. <laughs> it, it, oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, I got in big trouble that night. And then I missed my flight the next day because it was the St. Oh. Patrick's Day parade. Love that. That's a really funny story. That's we should fantastic. dive into that at some point. Yeah. See, listen, that's <laughs> the one thing I did love about your show is that it's so it's so organically like dives y'all back into, you know, the deep cuts of your friendships and your times together. Um, one, I don't know if you talked about it on your show yet, but I'm going to ask you to talk about it here because I followed it immensely on the Instagram is the flat tire. 
situation. Oh I, I need details about it because I was very concerned. And, it, and Anthony, this is, this is your fault because like abruptly you end like the documentation of like the tire is flat. You're like on the side of the road and you're having this you time. See, and I, I like want the, you to go it, back <laughs> and tell us what happened because then all of a sudden it's like, well, we, it's like dark and stuff. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like moved on to something else. And I was like, are you home? It was me the next day, like throwing money or something. Like that was the only transition. How did you get home? Like you're on the side of the road. Like, what are you doing? So please tell the people what happened. (laughs) That is so funny because there's so many people had the same comments that they were like, okay, so it took us through. (laughs) You got, now you're on the side of a highway. What's going on? We're doing TikTok dances. Next (laughs) thing you know, it's pitch black outside. (laughs) And we're rolling the tire. The next thing you know, it's the next day, and Morgan's throwing wads of money in the air. Yeah. What like, happened? How did we get was, here? What happened? How do we get home? We want so to know. My car is notorious. My car is notorious for <laughs> being a shit show. I was so excited to get this car. It was G- 2013 Black Jeep Compass, my baby. I had a wildly depressive manic breakdown when I was a sophomore in college over my ex boyfriend. When I tell you manic depressive breakdown, it manifested itself in one of, in two different ways. One, I got extremely skinny. And two, my car became a moving portable trash can. There were chicken nuggets on the floor of my car at any given moment if you were a rat in the backseat and needed a snack. And uh, it just, I never ended up taking care of my car after that. Even when I got out of my funk, like I just, it was so far gone, I couldn't fix it. I never, don't get my oil checked, just like privileged white boy in New Jersey, just like don't give a fuck about this car. So we're driving down the shore. God, I'm talking about this great weekend that we're going to have. We're going to plot. Morgan's recently single. She's going to meet a boy. I'm going to meet a boy. The tire fucking explodes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. I'm putting a, I'm putting a tab right there. Because when Anthony picked me, first of all, Anthony, when I uh, don't have a car, Anthony is really great about picking me up. Like, I am. He's, yeah, you're so great when you pick me up. I like love it. It makes really my like, heart warm. But I am usually like pretty, I'm usually late. So like, he'll tell me a time to be ready, but it's going to be a half hour, like before Early. he's actually going to be, um, when I get in the car, we're driving like, Oh, first of all, we get lost. We get lost on the way to the highway. So we have to take all these, like, we have to take all these back roads. We're driving through like the forest. We're, we're listening to folklore. We're thinking of all these good app ideas. Like our creative juices are totally flowing. Like, yeah, we were like, there should be an app with like music and like you pick a driving route and it gives you a playlist like exactly for that driving route. Wait, keep that to yourself, honey. Hold on. Yeah, Yeah, true. (laughs) And I, I just remember like the car just sounding like, and I was just like, I was like, you know what? I don't think it's like, I don't, yeah, it was like legit rapping. And so, um, like, <laughs> we finally get into the highway. Anthony's finally going like over 40 miles per hour. And then now you can, you can take it from here. Tire explodes. We pull over to the side of the road, call AAA right away. We walk in this, and it is bumblefuck New Jersey, Amani, like bad. Mm-mm. I'm like, oh my God, I have a Burberry mask on. Am I going to be a victim of a hate crime tonight? Like, like this is bad. Yeah, and that's the so, first thoughts to come to my mind every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we're, we get tacos and we're eating and 
triple a is not wait fucking a, coming. wait a minute sorry sorry anthony again putting a tab in this yeah, yeah put a tab. you go ahead See, this because... is how we ended up not knowing how you got home on the instagram yeah, stories yeah yeah, yeah 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 this is all the unanswered questions <laughs> we should really put this on like what's it called um not peloton patreon patreon like... <laughs> peloton you crazy i know where your mind's at with that vodka water yeah so we are um yeah right so we're at this like i've i went over this i think before in the first episode this like desolate broken down bar that like no one is going to have probably had they, no one's been there for like 10 years is it was it like jeepers it creepers like. it was oh, really creepy love that but it was just anthony and i and like we were kind of like quiet because i don't think we were nervous we were just kind of like well it just, it's just me and you like this is fine like it'll yeah. get figured out like the whole time i was like it'll get figured out yeah and <laughs> a couple hours like go by after we um uh call AAA <laughs> and we're like we're like we're hungry and we're on Route 73 which is the main road in New Jersey to get down right. to the shore and across the way is like this mini golf uh club yeah like it's a like mini- a mini golf club Anthony and I it saw was like a, a sign- imagine imagine like a uh like a country club but just for mini golf yeah that doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense in my head but okay it, it, it it's was, bad it didn't it make was, sense in ours either it was okay, like honky tonky like i think it had like a make-believe like ferris wheel like one of those like creepy things it was like an ice cream cone man like it was yeah, yeah, so yeah. weird but we saw a sign that said quesadillas so oh. we were like oh so yeah and I were naturally like, we're hungry and like it's getting dark and we're gonna we have to eat dinner. So Anthony and I sprint across the four-laned highway to get these quesadillas. And they were actually very, very good. They were delicious. And we're waiting for AAA. And AAA wouldn't come. And so we're and just we, like. We would see so many trucks. Like every single truck we'd see. Like, oh, there it is. And I was like, well, I've never seen so many trucks in my life. Well, so finally this guy pulls up old white man like maybe like 75 years old in a red truck he's like you guys need any help and we're like uh, i don't know he's like grab the wrench grab the wrench grab the wrench so morgan <laughs> morgan has the wrench behind her back approaching the guy step by step by step as he's oh changing the tire for us ready for him at any second to pounce up and we're gonna hit him over the head with the wrench we are pleasantly surprised he yeah. changed the tire for us. Put the he taught us. on it. He taught, he taught us. us how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we tried paying him. He wouldn't let us. And he goes, here, y'all go. Two white claws for the road. And he gave us two white claws <laughs> oh, to drink my- and drive. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's... That's quite a story. It's like, it's like <laughs> one of those things. Like, you ever like watch a comedian stand-up special and you're like... I swear, unless you are the best liar on earth, only funny things happen to you because they know it's for material. I feel yeah. like the universe was like, you got, you got this show. It's called Shit Show. So I must give you all the material <laughs> yeah, as often literally. as possible wow, when true. you are together so that you have content, content. for years and years to come. You know, yeah. it totally was like That's that. That's true. That's a good analysis. I mean, it was just so funny. And then that night we ended up just getting blacked out, Amani, like blacked out yeah, next day morning, throwing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were both spiraling. Because, I mean, that's just... a lot. That's a very long day. I mean, AAA, do better. Um, did we ever find out where they were? Why they didn't we, come? We they showed up after the tire was done. And we're like, you're canceled. Sorry. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks, oh, little, thanks. thanks for coming. I'm stranded without any of my devices and i mean i would have really been like i'm calling the manager 
we really like yeah. we're not we really were not freaking out it's almost eerie how calm we were i think <laughs> well i mean it helps that you weren't a alone you had each other that's and true you were like you know why not just go from bad to worse let's just take the friendly old white man's advice and let's just let's see just if, run across the highway and yeah let's just go to the highway let's just why not let's go to we were, actually let's do the things one last funny little thing that i'll always remember is um we were eating the quesadillas on anthony's like hood of his car while watching housewives <laughs> that's amazing which franchise scary island we watch scary island oh wow oh, morgan have you have you seen it before not before uh the breakdown no not before <gasps> this car broke down so the best the first time you're watching scary island is on the side of the road eating quesadillas from a honky-tonk um country club for mini golf Exactly. It was pretty fitting. That it was Scary fantastic. Island. We were on Scary yeah, Island we were, watching yeah. Scary Island. I mean, you're like on Scary Highway and then you're watching Scary Island. And what did you think? I must, I mean, this is a Bravo podcast. So I must get your thoughts. What did you think? Tell me, what did you, did you want to get in? Did it make you want to buy into the franchise? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. These ladies were fucking wild. Yeah. hundred percent. It was a crazy episode. Go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it that was like early, early on, right? Yeah, but it still holds so much weight. People, we reference Scary Island all the time. I mean, it's probably the reason Anthony thought to watch it on the side of the road. It brings comfort. Yeah. It brings its joy. I just um, remember watching it because I watched it right after Bethany's recent episodes, and I just thought she was so much more calm at Scary Island. Mm. And then, yeah, she was a lot more calm. I don't yeah. like Amani knows this. I don't really like the evolution of Bethany. People love the evolution of Bethany. I... I just I don't find, find her... her to be that evolutionary. I just explained this on a podcast myself is the, my alert of Bethany. And the reason I love Bethany is because no matter how much money she got, she was still a hot mess. And I kind of loved that. I was like, I'm into you still being so unhinged that you cry anytime someone approaches you with a question. I'm yeah. very into that. I enjoy you being like, I just don't know what to do. What do you want from me? And I'm like, girl, you have all yeah. this money. Let me tell you something. The amount of unbothered I'd be if I invented the world's most basic drink and somehow made millions of dollars. Yeah, literally it. the most basic. You could never get me to shed a tear again. I would just wipe my eyes with money and I would be like, okay, girl, bye. Like well, I feel that way too. Like, I just also feel like she used to, in the beginning, what I liked about her was that she, her comments were more so like, she wasn't trying to like tear you apart. Like if, if she, if she didn't like something about you, she'd just tell you. And she'd be like, listen, you can work on it this way. This is making me feel this way. You better stop. It's bullshit. It's the blah, 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 blah. And then now I feel like recent seasons, obviously she wasn't on this most recent, but she just would like rip into people and her opinions. Like the thing that she just said recently about WAP, I was like, of course she would say that. Of yeah, course she a would problematic say that. fave of mine is really Bethany. Cause I'm just like, well, first of all, girl, we didn't ask you. So shut up. Um, yeah. No one, again, it's like, no one's looking for a housewife's commentary on pop culture. It, it makes zero sense to me because by the same definition, girl, you shouldn't be famous. So yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, look at, we obsess over it. You're here because we are cult-like individuals of people. Who have groupthink and all love the same shit, and that's yeah. exactly what it, what happened. And because of episodes like Scary Island, where it's just so goddamn wild, it's so insane that you can't really make it up. And but that wasn't really even because of Bethany. That's because Kelly lost her mind. 
like lost. Yeah, Kelly did lose her. That was sad. It hit looking the fan. Back it was that. very hard to watch. It's hard to watch again in like the age of mental health because clearly she needed some. But Sonya was very clear. She was like, "Girl, she's not well. We need to stop. Like we need to relax because she's not okay." And well, we fair, fair. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I, I was looking through like because I had Kelly Ben Simone on my Tony's Tea Corner podcast a few years ago. And I don't think that even though she that was a shit show what happened, Morgan and I talked about this. Like, I don't want to have <clears throat> anybody on who doesn't recognize that what they went through was a shit show. Because I was thinking maybe we'll get Kelly to come on, really just tell that full story. Yeah, she's she's. I think it would be um, promoting like bad behavior in a way because. Kelly was just like, like, I think that they should have edited that season down because that was like really a mental break that was going on. And she wasn't self-aware coming out of it. And so I yes. think it's dangerous to like romance, even though like, obviously we think it's all funny. I think it is well, dangerous to like romanticize that. She, I agree. The only thing I'd say is that throughout that entire season, Kelly was not self-aware. I mean, no, she wasn't. that was a break, but Kelly is, and still even, even still, now yeah, as now. well. OnlyFans is where you can find her if you want more information about yeah. her <laughs> mental state. I know. She has an OnlyFans. Do you have an OnlyFans? Yes, she does. She does indeed have an OnlyFans. No um, way. She and Dorinda. It seems to be a thing yeah. that New York Housewives graduates do. I don't know why. It kind of works for Dorinda. Dorinda has one too. What is yeah, she but she's on not there? naked on it, Morgan. I she's mean, I don't naked. have any money for that. So yeah. I don't just know. Like exclusive content. She does she exclusive up? content, I think. I think she, I know Jammin does her. OnlyFans, and he's very talented, so I'm sure that he I'm gets some like, exclusive girl, content of her. definitely another... I mean, I guess it started that way, um, but that's not how we ended. <laughs> that's not where we are right now with OnlyFans and the, the connotations that are surrounding it. There were other platforms. Cameo, oh, yeah. Patreon, anything else. Anything. I assumed that she was going to be getting... I didn't know that you could do OnlyFans without nude content. Like, I only thought that it was for nude content. Yeah. I think that it was um, originally supposed to be, like, just for the fans, and it was, like, you know, a way for... Uh, notoriously, apparently, porn stars don't make a, a, as much money as people think. They really don't. That's why so many of yeah. them go into, like, the Instagram and the modeling and everything mm -hmm. like that, because they don't really make as much as they should using their bodies as people's you know uh, entertainment format and, and and a lot of other people make money on so i think they were doing only fans as like a way of like these are people that love me who want to support me but don't want to always support the the whatever you know company is like in charge and is making all this money off of me and things like that True. so yeah. that was a great way for them and for sex workers overall to just kind of skip the process of going into the the wretched porn industry and doing something else for themselves and, and then bella thorne fucked it up for all the sex workers on oh that's right yeah. only fans what did she's, she do again i don't know but she's a tragic individual I think she's lied and said that it was a naked picture of her, like full nude, and had everybody pay like ten dollars. And mm -hmm. she made something like three million dollars overnight, and it yes. wasn't actually like, a nude picture. And OnlyFans, I feel like, couldn't afford to like pay her for yeah, it. They couldn't so pay then her. they couldn't pay out sex workers that were on there doing actually work. being naked, yeah, <laughs> yeah honest, honest work, <laughs> literally. No, seriously, because yeah. if they're actually showing the titty, they deserve. Like it's honest. Oh, I agree. You're, like, getting go for for You're getting paid for vulnerability and uh, aesthetic. 
Yes, and to reclaim totally. your own body and 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 platform that it's in of which it's used on, and it goes to you, and that is very important. So to see like I Sonia agree. on OnlyFans, Sonia oh, would a thousand Sonya percent it. do it. She would flash us for free, so she would absolutely yeah. do it at cost. <laughs> you like you, well, you know to tell funny. me I could stay in the townhouse if I just show the tits to, to the world on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, so Morgan and I, uh, Morgan watched New York this past season, Aww. and and it makes me Morgan sad. Really, this wasn't the best one. Well, you know who Morgan is, like personality wise, like Leah, like personal, like her mannerisms, not really like Leah's like vibe, but she's got like that Leah, like uh 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 uh. Mm-hmm. uh I know, I know, you're not <laughs> the biggest fan of Leah, but I have hope. But it seems you like while I'm getting hope, some people via, you know, the interwebs and stuff are finding themselves disappointed. And I'm just losing like, hope. I, yeah. I try to tell y'all, but it's fine. I let people make their own mistakes. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. She was good for the show, though. I have maintained, I think she is exactly what they needed. And I think she will do very, she, they need her energy on that show. They energy wise, she matches very well. But as much as I like to rip on Dorinda, because we're realizing who are we on the show? So we're like Morgan's Leah, with like maybe a little bit of Tinsley sometimes. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm like trying to figure out who I am. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> facing the realization. I might rip on her. I'm full blown 100% Dorinda. <laughs> oh, no oh, ow. <laughs> I know, ouch. Every time someone ever tells me like, oh, Dorinda's my favorite. That's such a soft spot for her. I'm like, you do? And like, yeah. I just see myself in her. I'm like, you shouldn't. Are you okay? Oh. Do you need a hug? Like, it's, it's so I funny. Know. Cause after certain nights out, Anthony and I will like wake up in the morning and like, that's our favorite past- pastime is like assigning which housewife you were like the night before. And there, there was like one specific night in Boston, Anthony, when you were last year in July. Oh, when I was where, Ramona. Where, where, I've where, never where, been <laughs> Ramona and I was Ramona. Oh my God. Ramona, but also Sonia, but also like Dorinda. Like there were so many phases that uh, we went through and it was just so funny to like um, recollect that. Well, it's a very rare alternate personality I get, Amani, where I'll be in it. You know how Ramona kind of like bulldozes through a conversation and Mm -hmm. she's just like, I was just like the whole night, like, and I was like, I'm never like this. And the next day, my energy was like depleted, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm Ramona." <laughs> That's what a what a what a wild conversation. I would I, my email to my therapist the morning after that would be like, "You must help me. I have become Ramona." <laughs> and my therapist would be like, "I don't know what that means, but our appointment's already unpack, scheduled. We're gonna unpack that. Yeah, let's unpack. I'm like, you don't understand. Watch this episode and then learn who Ramona is, and then get back to me <laughs> on the earliest you can fit me into right. this schedule. This yeah. episode, Ramona at five minutes and seventeen seconds until that is ten me. minutes, yeah, and it's not me. good. And I'm not proud. I like help. <laughs> oh. And then Amani, they'll show up to your place with a straight jacket ready for you if you yeah. call Ramona <laughs> the night before. Literally, it's like a, I mean, one of my favorite gifts ever does come from Ramona and from Scary Island, where she's being handed the Pinot Grigio that she ordered, but Kelly's going yeah. nuts and Bethany's yelling, and she's just like, "Oh, you know what?" And I'm like, "I That's love that me gift." In a nutshell, it's always just like, "Just hand me the wine, girl," and then let them handle. That's this. my favorite. Like, she just kind of reaches back, and it ends up in her hand, and she's like and she's rolling like, her Thanks. eyes. <laughs> 
It's oh, so it's good. Like, it's too much. Everything in front of me, I cannot handle. So I'm just going to sip this and hopefully it'll be over. And there's yeah. plenty of times I have just ducked away from all the craziness that's happened. I mean, just the other night, uh, my roommates were dealing with the, the washer was like, the washer was leaking and they, they couldn't wash the thing that they were washing. And I just I was like, I can't bring myself to think about what this will mean if I don't have a washer and dryer for a while. I just can't oh my think about God. this right now. And I had just finished cleaning the entire kitchen. So I'm like, I'm just going to get in the shower. When I get out of it, it'll be over. The, everything will be over and all will be like forgotten. It'll somehow magically be working. And I'm just going to get in the shower and it's going to be fine. And as soon as I got in the shower, I got out and everyone was asleep. And I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, I'm fine. Like, y'all handle it. I can't. That's, that's, that's I don't funny. want. See, shit yeah, like that, that, I cannot even be. Anytime something's broken, this, this, I'm I like, can't I, 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 I can't do it. it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think I've ever fixed anything in my entire life. Oh, no, see, I, I fixed so things. many things. Yeah, me too. I love to I fix it. things. I just can't do it when it's not within like the realm of I can do it right now. If it's yeah. not in my brain of like, this is now a time that I could be the hero. I could fix this. <laughs> I must figure this out. I must set up this TV or else I can't, I can't do it at 11 o'clock at night when I'm like, I need, I know I need to wash clothes this weekend. So the, the worst possible thing that happened to me right now is that a, a washer is broken. Oh, and I don't really want to spend $300 to fix it. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna pretend like it's not happening and right. it won't happen. <laughs> and you know oh, what? God. The washer is fine because it worked. Just retreating worked. Well, do you guys have a child lock on the washer and dryer? A uh, child lock? Yes. Do we need one? The reason I ask <laughs> is because the reason I ask is because <laughs> a couple weeks ago, our washer and dryer was not working. We were trying everything. We were trying to put it on the cold setting. We were trying to put it on the spin setting, like everything. And so we finally called the plumber and it's like so annoying because it's obviously COVID and like everybody's right, grumpy right, right. and like, so the plumber comes in completely mansplaining like everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah so like, so, you know, the start buttons over here. Right, and, right. And he was like, it, and that's how well, the water comes in. This is what happened. I was like, okay, so we put it on this setting, this setting, like it's what we've been doing for three years and we press start and it's not starting. There's no water that comes in, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, all right, you know, just like go upstairs. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, whatever. So I'm upstairs <laughs> and he yells up from the, from the staircase and he's like, hello. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is it fixed? Like, I was like so happy. And he like walks me over. He like goes like this. And he's like, come on over here. And I was like, oh, like what happened to it? Just so I know in case this happens again. And he points at like the button that says uh, child lock. And he goes, do you say that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what does it say? And I was like, child lock. And he was like, it was on. And I was like, oh my God. Now what so did then, it say? Now we so have then, to fight. <laughs> I know. So then he like, I turned off the child lock and he started the, the washer and dry or the washer. And he was like, do you hear that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, water. Okay. So Yelp is about to hear from me. I was like so. I was so aggravated. I was so Not so his aggravated. attitude, though. You could have just yeah. politely said the child lock was on, so it didn't work. But I fixed it. You're good. Right, right. And he didn't have to like mansplain it to me. I felt very like, ugh, like looked down on. Anyway, so check the child lock. I would have instantly been like, well, you guess what? I did not go to school or learn how to um, assemble products and uh, devices and things right. of that nature. So of course it never occurred to me to think about all the ins and outs of how this works because I didn't fix it. It's not- There's also, no, chil there's also no children here. 
So when would the child know. ever be on? When did in the manual did it say that if the child lock is on, the washer won't run? I don't know. I didn't read it. It's not my job. So thank oh you kindly. Turn it off and we can go home. Just relax. Relax, I, sir. My tire that popped, I just brought it in like two weeks ago to go get it fixed, to, to go replace the donut. I, I didn't know that I had to keep the metal rim in the middle when your tire breaks. Oh, oh, we had to... We had to keep that. Yeah, we had to keep that. I left. Oh, that. <laughs> Ooh, not discoveries. Yeah, yeah. So then I got to the car shop. I drop it off and said, "Hey, I just need a new tire, front left." He's like, "All right." So then I got a call fifteen minutes later. The guy's like, "Where's the wheel?" I'm like, "The what?" He's like, "The wheel." I'm like, "The steering wheel?" And he's like, "No, the wheel." I was like, "Okay, you're gonna have to explain what the wheel." He's like. The part that's in the inside of the Wait, Aunt, can you put your microphone up again? Oh, can you not hear me? A little oh, bit. You're yeah. just muffled, and this is a good yeah. story. We need to hear. People need to know what to do with the wheel. Mm-hmm. I, I put the, um, what's it called? I removed my microphone. Because... All right, good? Yes. yes. Where should I start at? Um... And then what happened was... <laughs> <laughs> um, he called you and said, where's the wheel? And it wasn't the steering wheel. It was. He's like, where's the wheel? I'm like, I don't know what the fucking wheel is. You're going to have to just explain it to me, man. He was so mean to me. And he's like, the wheel is the metal part on the inside of the tire. And I was like, oh, well, that is long gone. That thing. <laughs> he goes, it's going to be about $500. $500 for this fucking tire. Then he calls me yesterday, and he's like, oh, by the way, you need another tire, and your oil needs to be changed, and you need a tire monitor, about $800. First of all, I didn't tell you to go looking at all that stuff. I told you to fix this upper left (laughs) tire. I didn't tell you to go check the whole thing. I did not need a diagnostic, because I wasn't prepared for that information. I was prepared for the tire. (laughs) Car. I don't know what it is. That is so the shit show with the car has not concluded. For those who want to know, I guess not. I guess not. The answers to the questions. The shit show for the tire has not concluded. Um, it's y'all have so many stories on this one episode yeah. Yeah. already. So that just lets people know exactly what they are in store for when they listen to y'all's podcast. There's so much more to come and I, I simply cannot wait. I'm a, I'm a fan and I'm very excited Yay. for the guests that you had on there for y'all to talk, you know, about your own experiences. Please tell the people where they can find it, where they can subscribe. Cause I know they're running right now and where they can follow the both of y'all to get more of this delicious content and be a part of the inside jokes. You're the best. Thanks for having us, first of all. This is so fun. Amani on the shit show. So Amani will definitely promote that. And we'll promote that when her episode comes Mm -hmm. out. Yay. So five episodes. We have five more coming out. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just type in the word shit show. No censoring. Just S-H-I-T-S-H-O-W. You'll see a cartoon so that shit show is there any spaces is just shit show all together no yeah no spaces no no uh sensors or anything like that just as anthony said a-c-h-i-t-s-h-o-w keeping it and real please subscribe we would love that you and you can find me on instagram at anthony lario a-n-c-o-n-y-o-a-r-i-o 
And you can find me at morg, M-O-R-G underscore Lamada, L-A-M as in Mary, O-T-T-A. I absolutely love that. Thank y'all so, so much for coming on. Um, and yeah, I, I, I bombarded them and brought them on here so that I could corner them into saying um, they're going to have me on because um, <laughs> it's a dream for me to discuss my shit shows with the people. And especially with, with being um, a teacher and working with children, I think that I was just telling someone the other day, I'm like, you don't even know what your kids say during the school day. It's absolutely wild, the things that I've had to endure, the things that I've had to say to children, you know, things right. like, you know, Johnny, please give Justin back his pants, you know, just things like that, um, because they swapped pants and you don't know when, you don't know how, but they did it. And you're just- I've like, actually told Anthony that one time. I was like, Anthony, give <laughs> back his pants. Give back my pants. Oh my gosh. It, it, it's I'm just kidding. Nice. So much fun, and I can't wait to see where you guys go next and, and, and where this goes, and can't wait to be a part of the shit show. And y'all, like they said, go subscribe, go um, follow them on Instagram at morg underscore lamada at Anthony Lario. And you want to just, just go and be a part because right now it'll carry you through the end of this year, and we need all the vices that we can get that are legal. I mean, even if they're not, I'm not judging. So do what you got. Anthony, Anthony and I are very, we're very legal. So. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, everyone, of course, if you like this, you can um, follow me at, on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home. Bye, peoples. Bye-bye. Thank you. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>